Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Hi, everybody. Those who watch the presentation of the headlines from Smirconish.com, the newsletter, will have a special treat today because TC is now displaying art behind her, right under her logo for TC After Dark, a little memento TC that I obtained for you last evening because I had quite the night. A Tale of Two Cities I celebrated last evening in the city of brotherly love. Wow, A Tale of Two Cities. And uh, the city that I am holding in my hand is All That Glitters, a painting, an oil on canvas by Nelson Shanks. He painted it in 2008. And she is really something. And she's buck naked. Well, no, no, she's not. She has she has the coins around her midriff, <laughs> slightly uh, below her midriff, I would say, above her pelvis. Right. The coins. But not obscuring any of her... Glory. Female glory, Correct. exactly. Correct. Um, don't you have questions as to why where you, it comes from and why? Why, I would... why were you? Why was this presented to me this morning? I have many questions. So a- I, HR might also have some questions. I, I had quite an interesting evening last night, and I, I would love to. Uh, I would love to just tell you a quick story, if I may. So, well, wait. I saw the picture on Instagram. Oh, good. So I know that you were. I mean, is that actually physically at Studio and Caminati? Because that yes. was special. Yes. Okay, that's neat. So last night, last night I was in the city and I had, there were two things that I did and they could not be more disparate. And that's why I want to tell you this story. Here's how the, here's how the early evening began. Nelson Shanks was a gifted painter who died too soon. He passed in 2015. I think he was 77 when he left us. I knew Nelson Shanks. I had the the privilege of getting to know Nelson Shanks. Nelson Shanks is best known for his portraits and his commissioned work included, and I'm going to leave many people off the list, but you'll quickly get the gist of this. He painted Ronald Reagan. He painted Bill Clinton. He painted Antonin Scalia. He painted Pope John Paul II. And my favorite part of the story about Nelson Shanks, and he laid this all out for me as a radio guest on several occasions, but in the mid-90s, at the same time, he painted Margaret Thatcher and Princess Diana. And he was doing so from a studio in Chelsea in London. And I forget who came in the morning and who came in the afternoon. He was working on both of them at the same time. And he tells a very funny story about how Baroness Thatcher, she was no longer the prime minister of England. Margaret Thatcher had brought for him an autographed 
picture and he proudly displayed it. And now Diana came in and she saw that picture. And the very next day she showed up with her autographed picture for Nelson Shanks. The, the portrait that Nelson Shanks painted of Princess Diana today hangs, as I, I think I'm correct in this, at her ancestral home, which is Althorpe. And interestingly, you might remember me mentioning this on the program recently, a study for that final work. So a preliminary drawing or sketch recently was sold at auction at Sotheby's or Christie's. I think it was Sotheby's. And it ended up going for 10 times the estimate. And it was a worldwide headline. That is a Nelson Shanks art piece of art and not even a final piece of art that's extraordinary so nelson and his wife leona also a a gifted artist uh they formed a not-for-profit art school called studio and commonati in philadelphia and through the years when nelson was alive i i was on the periphery of some of the events that they would do one of them was an event in which I had a very central role, which was that to raise awareness and funds for Studio and Cominati, Nelson Shanks once painted me in front of 500 people in a glorious ballroom at the Union League of Philadelphia, where people came into a darkened ballroom, and there I sat on stage with Nelson, with his palette, with a camera trained on uh, the easel and his palette, and people sipped cocktails, and over the span of two plus hours, they watched him work. And at the end of the night, and, and and today on Instagram, you can see the time lapsed video of Nelson Shanks painting me that night. I think it was twenty ten ish. I've I've been to a lot of events over the years associated with this program, and that was a highlight. It just was so unusual. And don't don't forget that it wasn't quote-unquote, just watching him paint, which frankly would have been enough. But you also were having a conversation, a very... Um, we were mic'd. You, yeah, you were both we mic'd, were mic'd. And you were interviewing him in a low-key kind of way. You also both had drinks. It was just one of those nights. And it, w- it would be interrupted only when he would want to smoke. Yeah. And at the, <laughs> at the end of two hours, my recollection is, at the end of two hours, no one had left. Oh, my gosh, no. no. one had left. No. And uh, he wanted that, to keep where going. Where is that painting now? I have it. Okay. I proudly you know, display it's it. It's funny. I just pulled up the painting that you were just talking about, the head study of Princess Diana that just recently sold. It's like that. I yeah. mean, that's exactly what it is. He did a head study on you. And that is is kind of it, – yeah, it's, it's, it's not it's completely incom- it is, finished. It is not finished. But that's and the cool part about it. That is the cool part about yeah. it. That's, I love that it's not finished, nor is it properly framed. Right. It is just canvas affixed yeah. to a wood framing. So, okay, anyway, why am I talking about about my friend Nelson Shanks? I'm talking about Nelson Shanks because he and Leona, his wife, they form Studio in Cominati. Studio in Cominati is a not-for-profit art school, which has, I don't know, an enrollment of maybe 75 uh, artists at any particular time. And they recently moved into the Bach, B-O-K. Do you know what the Bach is? I don't. Okay. Oh, does that have a rooftop something? Yes. Yes, I okay. read about that. So the Bach, the Bach has a f- fascinating history. The Bach is a former vocational school. Think of it as an urban like high school, but for Votech that I think originated on FDR's watch. It was, you know, funded during 
of the Public Works Administration era of FDR. And it closed several years ago because of declining enrollment. I don't know the entire history of it, but this I'm certain. The Bach, I was in it for the first time a couple of years ago because I needed a, 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 a photograph to be taken of me that Philadelphia Magazine had requested, and they said, please go to a studio in the Bach. And you walk into this high-ceilinged, enormous, urban, high school-type building, and today it's an artist colony. It's an artist colony. So that, that there, so cool. there are artists, there are tattoo artists, there are sculpture, there is a coffee shop, there's a bakery, and yeah, on the roof there's an enormous deck with a phenomenal 360 view of yeah. Philadelphia. So the studio in Cominati founded by Nelson Shanks and his wife, Leona, have moved into the Bach. And last night they had a reception and one of the people very involved, I think a board member of Studio and Cominati, is a guy named William Daniels. And, and he'd been inviting me, inviting me, come to this event, come to this event. I wasn't sure where I would be last night. All of a sudden I found myself with two commitments last night in the city. And one of them was the first one to go to Studio in Cominati and to see their new facility because they've recently reopened after COVID. Okay. So I'm, I'm picturing smaller, small studios with high spaces within the Bach. How big is studio in Cominati within the Bach? They have the entire seventh floor. Oh, wow. It's, and it, it is wonderful. Oh, so you walk fantastic. down corridors. Okay, that's what I wondered. And it's, I mean, they should shoot a movie like a 1950s high school movie in that building. It would be perfect. You'll love this part. So I get off the elevator, and I'm now on the seventh floor of Studio in Cominati. And uh, there is Alexander uh, Shanks, son, son of, of yeah. and a hell of an artist himself. He didn't know I was coming. So Alexander was there. Nelson's daughter was there as well. Wow. So it was really just nice to be among friends. But the part that's really funny, uh, to get back to the wall display that you'll now use in YouTube videos, is that... He's giving me a tour and we walk down a quarter and this is like, this is just with total nonchalance. This is the way things are kind of feel off in one room. There are two women who are models completely naked and there are a series of easels set up. This is a reception so that people like me, although I did not partake, can go and sketch and paint and just like here are the models. And if you feel like painting, you may paint. And, of course, across the hall were two other models, also naked. People are standing there just, like, sipping a cocktail and sketching. And then at the end of the hall was a third a third setup where a woman is just, you know, sitting there casually and uh, in all her splendor. And if you care to paint her, you may paint her. And I was getting such a laugh with Alexander because, because his dad was, yeah, of course, he was world-known for painting Princess Diana and the Pope and Justice Scalia and President Reagan and President Clinton, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But he also had a a huge catalog of work of painting nudes. Yes. I, I am I am well aware of that, having having been on that website before. Uh, and now I am the proud owner of one of, you know, one of his nudes. There of, you are. Right. It, which will now hang in the studio. Uh, but which will adorn is, the studio. That is quite a uh, that's quite a reception. It's only half my story. It's only half my story. Wow. So that's the way that my night began. Yeah. OK. Now, when I left studio in Cominati in South Philadelphia at the Bach, the former vocational school, I now met up with uh, three friends plus, and he's friend number four. I was a party, a, a, a part of a party of five. 
uh, a quote unquote delegation, if you will, oh, you informal delegation. Yes, led by a Philadelphia city councilman who I've known for 35 plus years, although we haven't spent time together recently, and his name is Alan Dom. Okay? So it's yours truly, it's it's Alan the councilman, it's Larry X, who is a government relations, I think I would say, specialist, Philly-based. It is uh, Kenny X, who has been involved in politics locally, state, nationally, based in Philly for literally decades. And then there's another Larry, we'll call him X squared, uh, who is a writer of some renown. So, you know, that's the collection in the car, all with, as I say, platforms and a reach that the word of our observations can get out. And, of course, there is the leader of this uh, caravan last night, and and that's Alan Dom. Alan Dom is a, I think, seven years, second term at large city councilman, meaning he's been elected citywide, not representing a particular district. I knew him in a prior life. When I was in the real estate business, immediately after getting out of law school, my brother and I were partners. It's a long story, but we had a title insurance business, and Alan Dom was then, he was then, and and I guess has remained, but he was really like the condo king of Philadelphia. Philadelphia did not at that time have a rich condominium history. Uh, For whatever reason, Philadelphia was slow to come to the condo model. That, of course, has all since changed. But... Back in the 80s, if you were buying or selling a condominium in Philadelphia, there was only one person, Alan Dom. It was his forte. It was his niche. He knew every building, the square footage, what they'd sold for. I mean, he is a brilliant guy. And Alan has done very well uh, for himself. And, and, you know, following sort of an old adage of, of, of what a mentor once said to me, you want to do well and then you want to do good. And so later in his career, having done very well, he seeks to do good as a city councilman. Straight arrow, very smart, not an ideologue, like the kind of guy who can just get it done, right? Private sector. This, this is the kind of guy that this is not a commercial for my, my friend Alan, but I'm, I'm trying to just illustrate a point here. What was the purpose of our get together last night? This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS. Sirius XM Channel 124 and on the SXM app. The purpose of our get-together is that Alan is alarmed by what is regarded as the the Walmart of heroin in Philadelphia, the Kensington section of Philadelphia. You've heard me make reference to Kensington in many different contexts over the years. I often talk about Charles Murray in Coming Apart talking about uh, Belmont in Massachusetts and Kensington in Philadelphia as being these disparate worlds. Kensington is a former working class neighborhood hard hit by the decline of industrialization and white flight from the city of Philadelphia. It is today a very gritty urban area under the Frankfurt L. So you're under L tracks. If There's an elevated train system and there is what is described as, and I saw it firsthand last night, an open air drug market, arguably the largest in the United States. And Alan is passionate about getting people with platforms, i.e. me, to see what's going on there because he wants there to be a revitalization, a federal response. He wants something to be done about Kensington. And and recently, I, I, you've, it's gotten so much national attention. I have to imagine that people who are listening to me right now from around the country have heard of it. I, I saw Lawrence Jones from Fox was just there a, a week or so ago. Um, and did a package on Fox about what it's all about. So, uh, yeah, we drove we drove on Kensington Avenue last night, going to the intersection of K and A, as Philadelphians call it, Kensington and Allegheny, and and just saw uh, the saddest, most um, heartbreaking, heart wrenching situations of people who are are just. I mean, I'm not quite sure how to even express this, but the reason I wanted to tell you in detail about sipping white wine and looking at naked models is that as the crow flies, that was probably five miles to go from one part of the city to the other part of the city. And if you want to talk about night and day, it is to go from uh, a reception honoring a wonderful cause uh, and celebratory mood to now go to another end of the spectrum and see what we saw in Philadelphia. Here, here's some data that speaks to what I was bearing witness to last night. Kensington drugs have caused major problems for Philadelphia residents. Since 1994, the city's rate of drug overdose skyrocketed, tripling its number of homicides and exceeding the number of deaths related to AIDS. The drug problems in the area have made its crime rate the third highest in the city at 1.21%. In this part of Philly, it's common it's common to see, and I saw last night, people injecting heroin and nodding off on the sidewalk in the middle of the day. Although time has passed since the start of the opioid epidemic, the COVID-19 pandemic has only contributed to the nation's drug problems. 
There were an estimated 88,000 reported drug overdose deaths in 2020, a 27% increase from the previous year. In 2019, Pennsylvania had one of the highest drug overdose death rates in the nation at 35.6 per 100,000 people. Kensington currently has over 80 corners with open-air drug markets, according to the area's police department. In 2020, an estimated 47 people were killed. 231 people were shot and wounded. Unfortunately, Kensington's heroin economy continues to thrive, and it contributes to the to the high crime. So what what did you see when you were driving? What I mean, what they're just there in the open? The what police, you, what are the police overwhelmed? Okay, like what, so let what's me, the deal? Let me, say, let me say this. I have, you'll remember that I did a package for CNN from Skid Row yes, in Los Angeles. I do. I remember, and I, I went into a guy's tent. Remember? I, I would, I And I interviewed you. him in his tent. I can picture you. So that's a homeless issue that has a drug component. I have also been to the Tenderloin in San Francisco. California really has a pronounced problem, I think, in part because if you're homeless, you want to be in a warmer client. Sure. Climate. climate and because because California through its progressive policies is more hospitable than say I mean you could say to me okay Michael then why doesn't Miami have a homeless problem because Ron DeSantis would never stand for it I mean I, I think that's the p- political reality I, I think that in in, in attempt to, to be kind California has really put itself in a bad position relative to homelessness anyway that's homelessness with a drug component for sure you'll remember I did another package on CNN where a mom left Seattle, went in search of her daughter in San Francisco, found her on the street. Her daughter was an addict, and she was just heartbreaking as she tried to rescue her daughter from the ravages of drugs. So drugs are a big part of that issue. Um, But I categorize California, L.A., Sacramento now to a certain extent, San Francisco for sure. But it's a homeless issue with a drug component. This is different, what I saw last night. I'm no expert, by the way. You, you asked me, what do you see? This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. So to the casual observer, you might regard what I saw last night as a problem of homelessness because these people are homeless, but this is a drug problem. Did I did I see an individual on a sidewalk with police uh, 50 yards away? No, 30 yards away injecting himself, actually assisting another guy in injecting himself open air standing on us. Absolutely did. Saw that uh, last night. Um, what you see are people, I'll tell you that the, 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 there's an expression that, that Alan shared with me and damn it, I can't remember what it was. Um, but what you see TC are people, a number of people, I probably saw a half dozen people like this who are just sort of convulsing yeah. in slow motion. Mm. In other words, they, there's some kind of after effect of having, uh, injected themselves or been injected by someone else with heroin and and they are just you know they've sort of got the shakes, mm. um, and you're you're driving through it's 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 uh, as as you know one of the guys said who was with me Kenny he said it's like a dystopian movie that we are driving through it's like you are driving through some kind of a a, a sky fi film. Well, what is the plan? What is the this is seem, seemingly it's been going. Wait, are they just trying to contain it? Sort of. Yes, in the, that's a really good observation on your part. But I think that, that I think that they are trying to contain it. And letting it go on? Yeah, I think that that's true. And I there, I, I, mean, Alan is beside himself. Uh, it's not his council district because he's a council person at large, but he's passionate about <clears throat> wanting there to be maybe a FEMA response to this. But there's an issue here that it kind of crystallized for me. And I, I know that it's the sort of thing that uh, in conservative media outlets gets ridiculed. But for me to see what I saw last night, uh, these people aren't being helped. They need help. They need they, they need, need help. help. And and rather than I, I'm watching someone openly inject on the street, who knows what they're putting into their system? I am a believer that and this was this was debated and litigated in Philadelphia within the last couple of years. Um, I am a believer in in allowing them access to clean needles and heroin if they need it uh, rather than live out on the street in the squalid conditions. Do they want that? Alan said that there are beds for the people who are there. That's what I wonder. And you just can't get them to go to go into you can't get them to go into treatment. But it's it's really a heartbreaking uh, words. I, I'm kind of stammering for my words and just trying to. I have another describe. question. And by the way, and, that, and filthy. Well, just, that's what I was filthy. Ask. So in filthy, that, dirty. And and Alan told me that that the city or or it's a uh, maybe it's an NGO. It, the area gets cleaned every day. He said tomorrow this area will get cleaned up, and then tomorrow night, tomorrow afternoon, it'll look exactly as it looks right now. Is it deserted? Are there homes in the area? Great, Are there families? Great, okay, great point. So if if you drive four minutes away, five minutes away, and you get to Fishtown, oh, well, there, sure. there are I, hip, go to, I go out to dinner and hit Fishtown. There are hip and cool restaurants right. 
that you can yes, eat at. I've been there. I mean, so I came from South Philadelphia to go to the lower Northeast, which is where K&A is located, uh, which which is you know driving several miles to go from the art studio at the Bach to now go to this drug infested area in north lower northeast Philadelphia. But believe me, I could have traveled a much shorter distance and and just been you know figuratively miles apart. Your question: So are there businesses open sporadically? You'll see businesses and you'll see maybe a bodega. Yeah. You'll see maybe I saw a smoke shop. You'll see, you know, a, a, a takeout fast foodish, not a name brand kind of a place. Um, but no, it's it's kind of all boarded up and so forth. But Ugh. people are but people are living in that community. And, and, and another question you might want to ask me is, is there a police presence? Well, you said they were 30 yards away watching it. Yeah, there is a police. That's there, why I asked about containing. There were there were there were several cop cars. There were. Uh, there were cops on bikes. Okay, uh, I have another question. Yeah. Racial component of the people who are involved in the drugs. Um, great question. And for most of what I saw, but I don't want to be held to this, right? But most of what I saw to my naked eye looked white. Looked white to, so to, uh, uh, to me. Yeah. Um, are they from Philly? Alan said. Alan oh, says to me, know. you know that there there are some who are and some who aren't. There some are some, come there. Yes, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. It, it has become a magnet. And by the way, if you crack down, you're probably here's another thing. It'll to just your, move somewhere else. Good for you. That's exactly what he said. If you crack down here, then they're going to some other neighborhood. So it does but, seem like right. it's a containment. Like yeah, because everyone from Fishtown wants them to stay in Kensington. Everybody from somewhere else, you know, not in my backyard kind of thing. They but don't want you them. Can, you can imagine if, uh, if, if you were giving them heroin that was clean as opposed to who knows what they're getting on the cheap with clean needles, then people are going to be, look at what they're doing in Philadelphia. They're giving these addicts needles and they're giving these addicts heroin. They need help. They need help. But they don't, maybe they don't want help. It's it. I I do not see an answer. I don't. I don't, I don't see an answer. Okay. I don't have an answer, and my point is not to bring it up to be a particular advocate for one path or another. My point is to say that I had this surreal evening last night. Wow. That began in in an art studio and ended in in a drug den. Okay. That's and and it was just miles apart. Um, could have been a lot closer, and it was horrifying. And it was horrifying, and I my heart breaks for any family that has someone who has gotten caught up in that world and and just can't get out and just can't get out. So I have one more question. I, I started this when you started talking about the art gallery, Studio Incominata. You put on Instagram a picture of yourself from Studio Incominata. True. Did you take any With pictures? Alexander. Right. Did you take any pictures in Kensington? No. Um, I, no, I didn't. I did, that, that to me would have just been... Tawdry. Tawdry. And what's the expression for like... Uh, tourism porn or some such Terrible. thing. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, people have seen it. They've seen it in well, the there, news. There, I, there I just wanted you to picture. The, yeah, the I just wanted you to know. I've seen it for myself now. Right. Having seen what I saw in L.A. and in San Francisco, again, this is a slightly different thing. But part of me did kind of want uh, kids to like to, to drive as a cautionary a, to drive. Yeah, as a scared straight thing. You know, the, the, if you could put kids in a in a car and just uh, drive up Kensington Avenue and show them what I saw. I, th- I think the odds go go up that they never they never put anything in their system. Wow, uh, at least of that magnitude. Anyway, if that, uh, thank you for indulging me. Oh I my just, gosh, it's so uh, an odd odd night, and that story probably didn't end the way some listeners thought it would end. 
Um, but yeah, that's my that's my that's my evening last night. Anyway, Alan's a good guy, and uh, so too the other guys. They each have sort of a platform and and play prominent roles, and that's why he wanted us to to see it with no other agenda than education. The Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.